0: Hello everyone, this is the Cigar Diva, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to hear me on the Cigar Diva podcast, and today I have with me Ah a very impatient person, Ah despite all of his glowing qualities, Ah and his natural ability to be humorous.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, oh, now you want me to keep going? Mm -hmm. Yeah, screw that. Coconut Stick Man's here.
1: Yay, yay. It's
2: for the West Side Connect and Ice Cube, 25 plus years, rocking the West.
0: I'm sure they appreciate that very much.
2: And for those people that have to understand what I said, I'll say it slower. Yay, yay. (laughs) That being said, Diva, what are you smoking on?
0: I have the pleasure of trying something new and pat from cigar sessions would be happy to hear that i per his recommendation i am finally trying the adventura queen's pearls uh which is fabulous uh it's a two cigar line uh introduced in 2021 and from a very reputable uh tobacco uh factory Tabacalera William Ventura in the DR. Uh, They make Caldwell, La Barba, Room 101, uh, a whole slew of cigars, but this is the Queen's Pearls. Uh, This is not a cigar review, so I'm not going to get too detailed, but um, I will say it's a Connecticut Shade Wrapper, Ecuadorian Binder, Dominican, Ecuadorian, Nicaraguan Filler, and... I often like to, (laughs) I often like to sum up uh, or play a little game. Can you sum up a cigar or its palate rather in one word? And yes, there are a lot of other flavor notes that I pick up in this, but if I had to choose one word so far, I would say creamsicle.
2: You are a creamsicle. (laughs) You are just one big creamsicle. (laughs) But it's good. At least
0: I'm smooth. Uh, uh,
2: That's up for debate.
0: (laughs) That being said. What are you smoking?
2: I am smoking a Buena Ventura, which means what? Good luck, if I
0: remember correctly. Good journey?
2: Good journey. Thank you. It is, I'm smoking a box press Nicaraguan Robusto, the Vitolas Robusto. I'm already two thirds into it, but I could say it's... Hints of, like, roasted peanuts when you first started for the first burn, the dry, you know, the draw. It's kind of floral in the middle, which is interesting. And then at the end, which I really liked when I smoked this before, is kind of like graham crackers, which I was like, huh.
0: It's a very cozy go-to cigar.
2: Yeah, and, and, you know, rather than going into, like, what this pairs with best, pairs with whatever the hell you want it to pair with.
0: And surprising price point it's really one of those cigars you can just buy by the box Mm -hmm. and have you know with your morning coffee every day or exactly
2: no it's a great 30 to 45 minute smoke uh, for the robusto size at least Uh, you know smoky times vary depending on person it's a great smooth cigar uh i'm I'm having it with a coffee and i and i enjoy it i was like very impressed and you know if you guys get a chance it's really inexpensive like diva said it's about I got it at $6 a stick. So I was able to buy a box, you know, with my discount and everything from Sessions. Really inexpensive. It's, it's one of those smokes where if you're just sitting and lounging, or you just want a relaxing smoke, it's really inexpensive. This is one of the go-to ones for it. But like you said, Diva, this is not a conversation about a cigar only. Mm-hmm. As this podcast is about everything cigar related, in the world of cigars, and in our world in, in itself. So that being said, I kind of, you know, jumped on diva today. And I said, I huh, came out wrong, but I mean, <laughs> um, you know, I was I love it
0: when that happens,
2: I, 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 you know, I was in the office and I said to diva, I said, Hey, look, you know, this is what's going on in the world. You know, I was talking to somebody. I said, I think we should do a podcast about this as, you know, as this, you know, the topic is still kind of fr- fairly fresh in people's minds. And we wanted you guys to hear both sides of this. And as conversations go in life, you know, when two adults could have a conversation whether they agree or disagree, as long as both people can respect each other and understand both points of view, then it makes you better understand what's going on. And what I feel like what's going on with this topic at hand is men's mental health. Now, we did do a previous podcast where we talked about leave the drama at home, leave the drama, um, drama outside the door. Cigar etiquette. Cigar etiquette. But one thing that I have noticed, and I'll lead into this later in the podcast about a great conversation I had on New Year's Eve with a gentleman when we smoked a cigar, is men's mental health. Now, Diva, I'm going to let I'm gonna give the reins to you for a moment to talk about this.
0: All right. First of all, this podcast is not just about mental health. This, this podcast is, first of all, off the cuff, unscripted, and... Uh, which is yeah, often how we work best. That's how I do uh, a lot of my videos. It's you know they're just off the cuff and no filter. What you see is what you get. Uh, but this is kind of a topic that for me has been smoldering for a long time, and it was the events of yesterday that really put it on the front burner and said you know, Stickman came to me and said, it's, it's time we need to talk about this and we need to get this out there now. Uh-huh. And mental health is just one of many things on the list of reasons why and the question, you know, what do you mean reasons why? Well, that's what this podcast is about. Burning question that I'm sure so many of you have heard a thousand times or more why do you go to the cigar lounge? Uh Whether you hear it, whether you're a sister of the leaf and another woman asks you, you know, curiously, huh? why do you go to a cigar lounge? Or maybe you're married and you hear every day, why do you go to the cigar lounge? Uh, I think we all have heard that all of us in the cigar world. And, I just want to clarify one thing. When I say people who go to the cigar lounge, I mean wantingly and willingly. I am not talking about the non-smokers who hate cigars, who come to the cigar lounge to, uh, I guess, babysit or watch over other people in the cigar lounge and complain about the smoke the entire time they're there.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, what do you expect from a cigar lounge? A brisket? Like, coming in.
0: <laughs> and it's funny because right after we finished recording the last podcast, I had called Bernard. We had just gotten back from New York and Casa de Monte Cristo, where an unbelievable haul of Fuente Anejos was scored. Cheers to that. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Casa de Mano Cristo. And thank you, Bernard. Also for your help in letting me call back and buy another box as soon as the podcast was done being recorded. Uh, But I asked him and I, I couldn't believe that I had forgotten this one. He said his biggest pet peeve was, it's smoky in here. and I thought, how could I have forgotten that one? Uh-huh. So I am talking about people who go to the cigar lounge willingly and wantingly to be a part of cigar lifestyle. So, one of those reasons and I know stickman is chomping at the bit to get to this is mental health. And I I don't want people to underestimate this.
2: Yes. So It's interesting, and I'll get into this topic real quickly. On New Year's Eve, we decided to go to one of our favorite cigar lounges, and there was a gentleman there that, you know, frequents the lounge. And he said to me, hey, Mike, and people that know me, my name is Mike. Okay, there. I said it. Coconut Stick Man is my pseudo name. And he said to me, I'm not going to call you Coconut Stick Man. I'm an adult. And I said, (laughs) and I looked at him and I laughed. I said, fine. He goes, yo, I got 285 Padrones why don't we bust it out New Year's Eve? Let's just smoke it up. And I'm like, okay, well, I got gifted a McCollin 15 from work, my day job. And I said, hey, let's bust this out. As I'm not a drinker, I'll take one knuckle because I don't want to talk like that guy from Weird Science when he was at that club. And I said, let's just smoke it up. Let's have a shot and talk. And he and I were talking about mental health, especially about men's mental health and how there is a A double standard when it comes to mental health between men and women. Now, this is not a talk about men versus women. This is not about Mm -mm. anything like that. No, it's not. But he brought up an issue about, um, oh God, the girl from the Olympics. What is her name, Diva? Diva.
0: Uh, Simone Biles.
2: Yes, how when she was in the Olympics earlier last year, how she withdrew because of mental health and how we stood by her side and supported her, which every right so we should. Anyone that says, I'm not feeling well, I'm not doing well, we should never chastise them. we should never do anything to hurt them.
0: Or force them to do something that they're not in the right place to be doing.
2: Exactly. And what happens is that she withdrew even though we got our medals and everything as a country, but we supported her 100%. And we were talking about men's mental health. Like if a man did the same thing, you would get chastised for it. Like, you know, I always tell Diva, cowgirl the F up. Or I tell guys that I know when they say something, cowboy the F up. And, and I started to rethink about how I said that because I did never took into consideration neither Diva's, you know, well-being or anyone else. But yesterday... As this is being recorded on January 3rd, any NFL, Antonio Brown, for those that are listening, the player that used to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, many for many years with the Pittsburgh Steelers, went to the Vegas Raiders for a quick minute, has always been known as a pre-Madonna. Okay, let's just be real about this for people that watch football. Antonio Brown, AB, has been known to be a pre-Madonna. And yesterday, he had a big blowout yesterday with the Bucs uh, where he took off his you know, shoulder pads, he took off his shirt. He just literally just walked off the field. And I'm going to have Diva play a clip of Simone and what happened last year. And then I'm going to follow up that clip from the Iron Report on Twitter that somebody sent me on Facebook that wanted me to do this podcast and talk about men's mental health. So Diva, please play that clip.
0: Okay, so let me take this off mute for a moment. Pressure, pressure, pressure.
1: This is not a sport if you are not in a good headspace, if you are not okay. If you don't just finish last. You don't just look really slow. If you do a skill wrong in gymnastics, you could land on your neck. When she did the vaulting competition, you, you saw her land really, really low. You know. So this is not just a, a, I'm having a bad day. This is, I'm not in a good space, and if I'm not in a good space... I could cause severe physical damage to myself.
0: I'm going to cut it there. Now, a couple things that I'd like to say about this is, first of all, Simone Biles had been, as it says here on USA Today, increasingly open about her struggles with mental health, which I think is great because in 2022 uh this should be already but we are in desperate need of a society that recognizes mental health as just as legitimate as anything as a broken limb diabetes cancer you name it uh but also It says here, you know, I'm also not having as much fun. Uh, I wanted the Olympic Games to be for myself. Felt like I was doing it for other people. Hurts my heart that doing what I love has been kind of taken away from me to please other people. Now, when it comes to Antonio Brown, uh, I don't think anyone gives a damn whether or not he's having fun. And they expect him to please other people. Number two... Uh, Simone Biles was at least, she at least had the opportunity to just kind of withdraw and then go explain to her teammates that she didn't feel that she was in the right mental space Uh and she got support. Yes, she cried, but we supported her as a nation. Uh, Antonio Brown was flat out fired if, oh, I'm sorry. You didn't play the clip yet. No. and Stickman, play that clip.
2: I will play that clip. Okay. I'm going to play that clip right now. Hold on.
1: Well, here's my understanding, Kay, of how this entire situation broke down. Midway through the game yesterday, Bruce Aarons and the offensive staff told Antonio Brown to go into the game. They believed that he was healthy. Antonio Brown did not believe that he was healthy. He had been battling an ankle injury for the last several weeks, did not practice Thursday, did not practice Friday, and I know personally had some doubts whether or not he would be able to be out there and play. What he told the staff, from what I understand, is that he was not going into the game because in his mind, he did not feel he was healthy. The response then from the offensive coaches and from Bruce Arians was, if you are not going to go into the game, when we tell you to go into the game, then you cannot be here. At that point, they threw him off the sidelines and then cut him from the team. So Antonio Brown, which Bruce Arians announced at the post-game press conference, he's no longer part of the team. They essentially told him that on the sideline, sent him packing, leading Antonio Brown with a million dollars incentive right within his reach. He was going to get it. Uh, He left all of that, left the field, and now is no longer a member of the Buccaneers
2: okay so you guys heard that now i always tell diva there's always three sides to anything in this universe one story the other person's story and the truth now all of us that watched nfl football whether it's fantasy or watch the games, go in person, you know, whatever the case may be, whether we are current NFL fans, previous fans, whatever the case, Antonio Brown was not physically well for Thursday or Friday, felt that he had an ankle injury and therefore said, I may not be able to perform. Okay. He actually told us to his staff, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm not saying nothing bad about the Bucks. Okay. Me being a diehard Raiders fan, I am, you know, playing football both in high school and college. I understand the expectations that you have and others around you that have for you to perform, but if you are injured, whether mentally, physically, emotionally, as a man, you are expected to do your job. And where would Simone? Am I saying her name right?
0: Mm-hmm. I think she, so.
2: She, you know, Miss Miles, she took a stance, and I respect her for this. She took a stance and said, "Okay, you know what? I'm not in a great mental place. I can't." This is not fun for me right now. I can't do this. I'm going to hurt myself and hurt others. I do not want to
0: no, hurt, herself. hurt herself. That was the point I was going to make about Antonio Brown Yes, is that Simone Biles in, yes, in gymnastics, you're defying gravity, you're defying physics, and God forbid you fall on your head or you land wrong, you will be permanently disabled for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But what about football? Is it yeah. really any different? Because not only could Antonio Brown have hurt himself, he could have hurt someone else. And that's the whole
2: thing. He said, I cannot perform. OK. And, you know, let's just be real about this for those that are listening. The, the Bucks have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And that could be debated, you know. But Tom Brady got multiple rings. OK. You got Brady on your team. He won the Super Bowl for you guys last year. And he came back and even with a hurt team, won the game. With or without Brown, they won the game. Okay. That being said, and if Antonio Brown did tell the staff, I'm not able to play, there was no need for that. And, and I'm not saying that what he did was not anything good. But rather, you know, I kept on seeing memes, you know, when the story broke out during the game, we were watching the Raiders game last night against the Colts. And when the story broke out, I remember looking at Diva and I said, they're making light of someone's mental illness. And then Mem started pop- popping, up, popping up all over social media from Facebook to Twitter, Instagram, so forth. You know, people were making fun of this issue. And at first I thought it was funny because, you know, me being a Raiders fan, I'm not a big Antonio Brown fan. I think he was a prima donna. Until last night when I started to realize the conversation from Friday and watching this last night, that this poor man is suffering from a mental illness.
0: Now, let, let me just say one thing. Simone had the opportunity, and I hate using the word opportunity because obviously she was not in the right state of mind. And if you can't relate to that, you're not human. If you've never been uh, in a really bad state of mind or you've never had that bad of a day, you, you haven't yet lived. But she at least was able to sort of, I guess, discreetly or calmly... Not do it.
2: She was mature about it. She she knew her limitations and she was mature about it.
0: Right. And she was able to just refuse to perform. She went over, she informed her teammates, hey, I'm not doing this. Uh, She was still there to be one of the medal recipients. But my point is, if now, granted, it's been what? Less than 24 hours Mm -hmm. since the Antonio Brown. Yeah, by by almost a day now. Quote unquote incident, right? How would you feel if you're in the middle of the job, you're in the middle of a meeting or you're on the field or whatever the case may be, you are five minutes away from getting a huge promotion and all of a sudden someone says, you're out, mm-hmm. go pack your desk, take your pictures off the wall, you're, you're done, go, get off the sideline, get off the field or get out of this meeting when you're mid-sentence or mid-presentation, yes. How, how could he not be so enraged as to take off a shirt? If anything, under the circumstances, I would say that was pretty uh, mild.
2: Yes, he could have did a lot worse. He
0: could have done a lot worse being fired on the spot in the middle of the game on the sidelines, yeah. knowing he was injured.
2: Now, Diva, let me let me touch on this going back to Friday with the conversation with the gentleman I had at the lounge.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we had a wonderful conversation, and even though we agreed and disagreed during the conversation on topics you know, from stances and everything. I always go back to when two mature people can have a conversation and agree and disagree, then it's a well worth education of time. Mm -hmm. And as I saw this issue, you know, people laugh, people were joking and everything. And I remember people were sending me messages like, hey, Stickman, did you see this? Or, hey, did you just see this? Did you see this meltdown? And and I'm not going to lie. I openly admit I laughed at it at first. Then as I sat with my Zen, with my cigar in hand, in quiet, And I started to reflect on my phone and say, this poor man is reaching out for help. And rather than us as a society saying, we are seeing a mental health issue, we are rather than giving help to this man, you know, to say, hey, we know we're, we're, even though you're not recognizing it, but we're recognizing that you're having a mental health issue. We're making fun of it. We're, we're, We're making a laugh at his expense. Where a woman that came forward, And said, I'm having mental health issues and I'm stepping away. We supported her. So why can't we do this for guys?
0: And it's no longer fun for me.
2: Yeah. You know, the whole thing is like, yes, AB can be a diva. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, the same person for 10 years that I saw as a diva, I also saw for the first time that this man had, this poor guy had a mental breakdown. You know, he he had a full mental breakdown and just said, you know what? F it. I'm, I'm done. And, and the thing that scares me is that we created a society in which if a man comes forward and says, I'm having mental issues or I have no one to talk to, then we just tell him to suck it up. And And I feel that this needs to stop. Because it's hurting too many men. And, and Diva, I remember showing you clips on Reels on Facebook.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How a man was talking about how when a man goes through something, we're supposed to suck it up. You know, when a man goes through a divorce, it's his fault because of the divorce. You know, a woman could take half his money, half his earnings, take his children. You know, it's never anyone else's fault. Like if a woman's having a problem, there's a support structure there for them. When a man has a problem, there's nothing. And I personally feel... Having having this conversation on Friday with this gentleman about a mental health and seeing what happened last, last evening, last night evening, during the evening, during the game, that at lounges, as we say in our previous podcast, I leave the drama at home or leave the drama at the door. You know, how hard is it for you as a, as a man to look at another man and say, you good? Are you good? Everything all right? You know, you, you seem kind of like you're, you're, you're pissed off or you seem like you're down, you know? Sometimes just having a five-minute conversation with someone. And and I want you to seriously sit and think about this. How many times in your life, from preteens, teenagers, high school, college, whatever your life path took you, you had a bad day. And if somebody just said to you, are you good? How different would your life be?
0: Now, let me, first of all, for anyone who... You know, their their first response is, oh, well, he makes X million dollars. OK, yes, that's great. We know that.
2: But in death, L- you can't take that money with you.
0: <laughs> let's move past that. We're talking about the underlying principle of it. So let's not waste any time on salary or anything like that, because that's really irrelevant to the issue at hand. I mean, it's about, uh, you know, tying it back to the cigar world it's about the fact that for so many people and a lot of these people are some of the most wonderful people I've ever met hearts of gold, but they've been through so much in life. A lot of them, veterans, um,
2: police uh, force, firemen, you know, you name it.
0: Literally every walk of life. Um, and Some of them, I I look at them and I I think to myself, if this person did not have this reprieve, this time to unwind and be in a safe place at the cigar lounge, he'd probably put a bullet in his head. Yeah. And that the cigar lounge is that to so many people. So for, you know, 90% of the people out there. So why do you go to the cigar lounge? Um. Because in a lot of circumstances, the right personal support or systemic support is not there. There are people who have everything from depression to anxiety to just overwhelm or exhaustion, Uh and the cigar lounge is their only reprieve. And I can speak to that as a business owner, as an extremely busy person. You know, when I has hashtag Cigar Boss Diva, it's not just to you know, it's not just a catchy hashtag. I'm an extremely busy person. I'm often overwhelmed, and going to the cigar lounge and having even one cigar is like a mental. What would you say, like a a break. A break. It's like, you know, imagine being able to get on a plane like a a Star Trek transporter. You just click a button. You're in another world for an hour, maybe 90 minutes, get your smoke in and come back. Uh Now, that said, I'll tell you the tale of two guys where we how far we've come. And how far we still have to go when it comes to this particular reason of going to the cigar lounge. Uh, there was a gentleman we knew. Still know. Um, well, you don't know which one I'm referring to yet. Well, they're both still alive. so. <laughs> That's true. But in this particular case, I'm going to talk about one who was uh, from a couple of years ago. Two, two men, same lounge. One came in every day. Didn't talk too much. He was amicable enough. He said hello. He grabbed a cigar. He sat in his favorite chair. Didn't talk very much at all. Uh, Got up, left, and went home. And a lot of people thought that maybe he was antisocial. And we found out that that wasn't the case at all. He had an extremely high stress job. He dealt with irate people all day, every day. And before he began going to the cigar lounge, he would go home and he admittedly took that stress out on his wife and his kids. Uh-huh. He joined a cigar lounge and before arriving at home every day, he would stop and have one cigar. It took him about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And when he got home, he had no stress to take out on his family when he got at home. So that is A great example of why so many people go to the Cigar Lounge, but that stigma is still there, like Stickman says. And I think that we need to open it up a little more because there was another gentleman who was a member of that Cigar Lounge. And there was one day that he opened up to us about his experiences in Vietnam.
2: Let me me touch on this. Mm -hmm. I remember... Uh, I was sitting at the table, I, I was doing work. I decided to work at the lounge. This is during the, you know, this is before the pandemic started. And I remember asking him, I said, hey, you're very old. And he looked at me with this look. And I said, I learned something new today. And he was like, what, you know, what Stickman?" I learned that there's actually lyrics to the TV's theme song, MASH. Mm, 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 mm. And I said, I never knew that the song was called Suicide is Painless. You know, if you ever hear, if, you know, YouTube it. And it was very interesting. And he got quiet for a moment. And, and I said, did I say something offensive? I said, I, I didn't know that people your age could get, be offended. <laughs> you know, and, he, and he looked at me, he says, you know, stick man, you're a dick. But he said to me, he goes, did you know I was in Nam?" And I said, no, I didn't. He went into his box and he grabbed, you know, a nice VSG Ashton. You know, he came and sat with me. He goes, close your laptop. I, I want to tell you about my experience in Nam." And he says, you know, like, you know, Diva was, you know, Diva went to get a sandwich and came back and got our food. We were sitting there and for two and a half hours, he spoke about Nam, all the horrors that this poor man saw. And he said, for so many decades. Unthinkable.
0: Unthinkable.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, I play Call of Duty. I'm like, I shoot somebody with a nail gun in the game. I'm like, hey, I'm great. But when he started telling me things, it, 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 it hit me down to the core. And he was in tears. And he says, you know, for years, you know, diva stickman. I could never talk about this.
0: He said, "Over th- it's been over thirty years, and not once have I spoken to anyone."
2: He says, about "I couldn't this. go to the VA. I couldn't talk to my wife. You know, most of the men that I serve with have already passed on. You know, from whatever reasons, one thing or another. I never even to this lounge. I've been here for years, and I can never talk about my experience." And he said to me, "Thank you." And I said, "You know, I said no, thank you." Yeah. I said, "You gave me an education and something where." I never thought I would have an education. And when I saw him open up to me, we open up to us, Diva, it's, it it, it hit me hard. It like, I remember on the drive home, I actually stopped for a moment and I was like, I, I can't go upstairs. I'm like, like, we got to do something. And the next time I saw him, you know, he was back to his reserve self, but he was more open with us, you know?
0: Mm, yeah. But, you know, I. He will always have a place in my heart.
2: Yes. And and I agree with that, Diva. And the thing is, we have this stigma as men. When we go to a cigar lounge, we're like, oh, we got to drink bourbon. Let me use my deep voice. We got to drink bourbon, smoke cigars, go on Instagram and check out this girl that posted something new, watch television and, you know, guys got to be guys. But here, let's just be real for a second. Let's just put all the BS aside. As men, all of us men. We got issues that we're going through, whether something's going on in our relationship with our wives or girlfriends or ex-wives, whatever the case may be in your life, to children, even to grandchildren. Any man that goes into a lounge and says, I'm happy with everything in life is lying to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And let me be real. You know, When somebody says you're good or you say to someone you're good, you're not there to fix their problem. You're just there to say, hey, I'm here to hear you out. I'm not here to fix this. I can't fix this. I may not have the ability to fix this. But sometimes having someone open an ear to your problem just for five minutes, just to say, you know what, you know what, Stickman, I, I'm having a shitty day today. You know, this is going on.
0: Yeah, There, there are times, Stickman, there are times when I'll, I'll bounce something off Stickman. Maybe I'm I've been mentally stuck on something or something's really been bothering me and I don't know how to approach it or couple of ways to approach it. And I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to do and I'll bounce it off stick man. And by the time I've even verbalized it, I've already gotten my own answer. You know, and I say, you know, thank you for helping. And I move on and I say, I know what I'm going to do. It's just being able to get past that stigma and mm-hmm. say, Hey, you know, this is what's going on and not having people frown on you for it think that you're not a man for it, think that you're weak for it. I know that uh, Sisters of the Leaf, we don't want to be treated as weak because something happened, we had a bad day, or we're going through really hard times. We're very, very quick to download those memes that say at any given moment, the person next to you could be struggling, always be kind. But we're just as quick, if not even quicker, to put up a stigma of anyone who's, quote unquote, not okay, or maybe had a blowout and took off their shirt and stormed off the field.
1: Yeah. And
0: that's why that's one of the biggest reasons why we go to cigar lounges.
2: Now, I'm not saying, you know, let, let me let me kind of back up a little bit on this. I'm not saying that we need to be a therapist to everyone. Oh, no. But shows like The Sopranos show that even a crime boss, let's, and you're, you know, you, Diva, being a big fan of The Sopranos.
0: Oh, hell yes.
2: Tony actually had to go to a therapist to talk about his problems
0: in secret.
2: In secret. He couldn't sit and talk with Silvio or Paulie and anything because he would show a sign of weakness. Now, I'm not using that as an example, but at the same time, I am. If you're good with someone at the lounge, or even you're just friends and you see them every day, just. If you see that person struggling or if you know they're just quiet or whatnot, no one's asking to be their therapist. Mm -mm. But just to say, you're good. Are you good? You want to talk? You'll be surprised that that one act of kindness, okay, could be the difference between that person going into their driveway and putting a gun in their mouth. And unfortunately, I had a relative that I loved very closely That kept his, you know, his feelings bottled up. One night he got off work. And I remember when my aunt told me about this, he went home, sat in his driveway for 45 minutes and put a bullet to his head because he could not find a way to talk to someone about it. And for those that are listening, if, and you know, we all all go through struggles. Let's just be real about this, okay? Life is a struggle, okay? How we overcome it is depending on how we learn our lessons from what the struggle is. You know, sometimes you win a fight, sometimes you lose a fight, sometimes it's a draw. We learn from every experience. Mm -hmm. And if you are suffering from mental health issues, or if you feel like you can't talk to someone, if you have someone to talk to, talk to them, you know? If we cannot be human, then what can we be? And I remember when the gentleman and I talked on Friday, he said to me, hey, you you know, stick man, he says... I see you a lot A lot of times, you know, you're here, you're always quiet. And, and a lot of times I tell them, you know, I got things going on my head. You know, I suffer from anxiety. I suffer from a great deal of depression. I mean, a little bit about myself. I have two children I'm 17 and 13 at this time. And my daughter's going to graduate from high school. I haven't seen my son since he was born. Bad divorce. And I miss my children every day. And, you know, I have friends in the cigar industry that have children and I'm very loving to them because... As my, as my personal situation is different from others, and I won't go into that in this podcast, I missed out on a lot of things. Fortunately, we live in an age of technology that I could see them on a the video chat. But imagine as a parent, whether you're a mother or a father listening to this, not seeing your children. Now, most people are like, oh, that'll, that'll be a good break for me. But you sit down and think to yourself, I missed out on the first walk, the first word, the first day at school. First breakup of being, you know, in love, the prom, graduation, you know, it it, it hits you. It, it, It really hits you. And I was blessed enough in the cigar world where a gentleman came up to me and he said, hey, you good? Hey, Stickman, you good? And I actually said, I don't want to burden you with it. And he says, no, burden me. He says, I know you don't drink. I'll pour you some liquor real quick. Tell me what's going on. And this poor man took an hour aside to hear me vent out about how much I hated the fact that I was a horrible father. And he reminded me I wasn't. And I felt better. And, and I'll be real with you. We know a gentleman at, you know, sessions. I'm not going to say his name. Been, he's been through a lot. And there's a lot of times I will say to him, you're good. And he'll open up to me and he'll talk to me about things. And he's like, oh, I don't want to burden you. You're not because
0: no he's never a burden he's he's one of those few people in life that you're grateful to meet and grateful to have on your path he just happens to have been to hell and back literally literally several times and uh that's what we mean by brothers and sisters of the leaf yes and I'm gonna segue this into another reason to go to the lounge, but I never thought I would really frame it in this way. Stickman, you've just kind of inspired me to look at this in a completely different way than I ever have. I remember reading an article, uh, because after and I don't know if I mentioned this, you know, anything that I'm speaking on. My my undergraduate degree was actually in psychology and sociology. So I'm not just spewing speculation on, you know, whether or not there's a double standard in mental health and the stigma and all of that. Yes, it's there. Uh-huh. Um, researched it, been through it, been tested on it, got the degree on it. There you go. So, but... I've often, I remember reading an article that networking events are the worst possible places to network. And I have found that in my career to be so very true. So true. You go to a networking event, everyone's awkward. It's sort of like a room full of people on a first date where no one knows what to say. Everyone's clinging to their glass for dear life, even if they don't like what drink is in their glass.
2: It's like Michael Strahan's like teeth, like a junior high school dancer, all separated.
0: Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> And if
2: Michael Strahan, if you're listening to this, please forgive me.
1: <laughs>
0: but that's how Most networking events are, and when I started experiencing lounge life and especially went on to become a member at several different lounges, I found that I had never seen a better networking opportunity in the world. Now, I've passed this along to countless business associates, colleagues, clients, you name it, Uh but... I've never also thought of it before on a personal level. I mean, of course, there's the social aspect. Of course, there are, uh, I mean, at Cigar Sessions, there's a full bar, but at a lot of shops where there is not a full commercial bar, Mm -hmm. it's BYOB. So there are a lot of bottle share events or it's just an everyday custom if you're going to have a drink, you bring a bottle and you share with others. So this type of camaraderie, tell me where else in your daily life do you find that type of camaraderie? And I don't know about, you know, I can't speak on behalf of other Sisters of the Leaf, but I am not the Manny Petty type girl, in case you haven't noticed. I've I'm, noticed. I'm pretty much a, you know, what you see is what you get, no filter kind of. Lord knows my hair would look better if I did, but I am not the cookie exchange type. I don't do Friendsgiving for me.
2: The Festivus, cig- yes, but Friendsgiving, no.
0: <laughs> Festivus, hell yes, the airing of grievances. But uh, the Cigar Lounge is not only an amazing professional place to network, And within a month, you'll meet 20 people from 20 different industries. And at the end of six months, you will have close personal connections that can help you in a hundred different ways. But also that camaraderie, that support, even if it's someone that you're not very close with, they'll still say to you, you okay? Mm -hmm. Here, have a cigar. And those little acts of kindness that we don't find in the rest of society today are a huge draw to cigar lounges.
2: I totally agree, Diva. It's like you you think of it this way. We go to cigar lounges to wind down and relax. But at the same time, ask yourself that one question. Would it hurt you to be kind and just say to someone that you see struggling or quiet, just two words, you good? You'll be surprised. How just a knuckle or whatever you're drinking on and just smoking with someone and having a conversation, how much difference that makes, how much windows of opportunity that opens. Mm-hmm. Both in your professional and your personal life. You get to know someone, you may not agree with their life choices, you may not agree with their political, religious, or whatever they do in their life, but just to understand another walk of life helps you better, you know, understand life itself.
0: And when it comes to those topics, I'm going to refer to our previous podcast, Lounge Etiquette. Uh, when it comes to what's often called the rules of bartending, uh, no sex, no religion, no politics, you know, leave it behind. And today I would add sociopolitical issues, of course. We've got so much going on. Our society is very divided, and the cigar lounge is a place where we come together. So, If you are able to have a conversation where, you know, you can have a conversation with someone from any walk of life, even if their stance on certain issues is different than yours or you're red, they're blue or you're blue, they're red, whatever the case may be. If you can just put that aside for a minute, you would be absolutely amazed, amazed at the people that you'll connect with in a cigar lounge.
2: I want you to think about this before we end this podcast. The four letters that go after a hashtag, Mm B-O-T-L. What does it stand for? Brothers of the Leaf.
0: And Sisters of the
2: Leaf. S-O-T-L, B-O-T-L. When you see a lot of posts on IG or Facebook, wherever you go to on social media, you'll see people post B-O-T-L, S-O-T-L, you know, Brothers of the Leaf, Sisters of the Leaf next time you know after hearing this podcast i hope that you sit down and say what does it mean to be a brother of the leaf now no one's saying that you have to be non-masculine or whatever the case may be but just be human it, it's funny when i say that Diva. i remember watching that uh, halo legends and it was a, one of the short you know stories
1: mm.
2: and oh yeah be human and it hit me because this character that was shown in this 11 minute short video it was supposed to, his name was Ghost and, you know, things passed through him, including feelings. And at the end, he realized just being human was the most important thing in this universe. And when I see the maker of this universe, I, I don't use any, you know, I'll, you know, pronouns to define what people use as mm. their holy path. I say, when I have to see the maker of this universe and when the universe asks me, hey, Stickman, what did you do with the life I gave you? The present I gave you every day when you open your eyes. Did you make a difference? Were you a selfish bastard? Were you a giving person? I want to say to the universe, you know what? I may have been a bastard in my life, but on these days, I open myself to allow to hear others and hear their pain and suffering. And even though I am not licensely trained to help them, just by giving a sympathetic ear and a heart to put themselves on, even for five minutes to an hour or whatever time needed. I feel like I wanted to make a difference.
0: You know, I would like to say something that, um, about lounge life, I guess about how to make the most of cigar lounge life. First of all, if you are at a cigar lounge where you feel that you cannot be yourself, where you feel that you are not accepted for who or what you are, or for whatever reason you are ostracized then you're at the wrong lounge because one of the things that we have learned from traveling and being at cigar lounges all over, they all have a different culture, a different member base, uh, just entirely different. You know, one lounge next to the other can be night and day. Literally. Uh, Literally. So – if you have had a bad lounge experience, don't don't let that deter you from finding the lounge that is right for you because that may be one of the most positive things that you can add uh depending on your own personal circumstances, of course. Uh-huh. Uh but the other thing too is when you were talking about your own fatherhood you know which i strongly disagree with a lot of what you say because i see you as one of the most attentive fathers most loving fathers i've ever seen and, and you know daily you know the mileage means nothing uh because you're on video chat 24/7 but uh i digress what i want to say is If you haven't yet experienced this, and I've seen the rise in this over the last couple of years, especially since the pandemic, put your phone down at the lounge because there's probably some wonderful people near you. And I know that we all get sucked into our smart devices. And now these days you can stream, you can play your games or you know, some people spend, they'll go to the cigar lounge and they spend their entire time there uh, scrolling through OnlyFans or Instagram or whatever the case may be. You may have some truly unbelievable people near you who could change your life. And so the way that I said, if you could take the, you know, the rules of bartending, don't talk about sex, religion, or politics. If you're able to put that aside for a half hour, for an hour, try putting your phone down for a half hour Uh and see what happens if you offer someone a stick. See what happens if you offer someone a knuckle from your bottle, because the connections, the relationships that you make in the cigar world, I think that's what drew us all together. You know, that's what hashtag cigar family means, that that leaf binds us in in such a sacred way, but we still have further to go when it comes to getting rid of those stigmas or what I often call dead elephant syndrome. You know, if you're not having a good day, you're expected to go away somewhere and, you know, no, it shouldn't be like that. We are brothers and sisters of the leaf. We embrace each other.
2: Exactly. And like I said, when it comes to men's mental health mm-hmm. or just mental health in general, if you need to seek help, it's okay. Don't let someone's ignorance block you or deter you from getting into help you need. And if you're not ready for that, just sometimes opening up to someone say, hey, you know, I don't want to burden you. You know, I just want to talk about this real quick and get it off my chest. You don't have to accept it, but it's sometimes, a lot of times it's better just to, just, if you could spend 30 minutes doing some BS on Instagram, you could spend that same 30 minutes helping a soul, you know, find peace. Even if you can't offer a solution, which most, most times you can't, just to hear some, let them vent, let them talk. You may not have to agree with it. You may not even have to like it, but you will be surprised how much wonderful that is.
0: And you may say, save a life or, or, you know, a marriage or God knows what, you know, God knows what that person is about to go home to. And you may make a much bigger difference than you think. Mm
2: -hmm. So, like I said, when you look at that hashtag BOTL or SOTL, ask yourself, what does that mean to me? Yeah. So, guys, I thank you so much for listening to me and Diva. You know, I we I really wanna actually hear what you think about this.
0: Can I tell you what I really want out of this?
2: Yes, please. I want
0: support from the sisters. I want to hear support from Sisters of the Leaf. Have you noticed this also? Are you know maybe your man has issues and he's been struggling to get the right support. Mm-hmm. You know, or you've noticed that your child isn't able to get the same support or whatever the case may be. I want to hear from sisters of the leaf and brothers of the leaf. Do you agree? Dis- do you disagree? But not just that, more into what is your lounge experience like? Do you get a mental health benefit? Ben- benefit. I mean, you know, how does the lounge help you and why? Is it because you don't, find that that sanctuary anywhere else? You know?
2: Yeah, let's chat with us, talk with us, you know? Like I always say to Diva, what's really hood? <laughs> you know? It's true. And, you know, just, we want to hear your guys' thoughts. You know, just tell us what you think. You think that you're right, you know, you know, stick man, diva, you're right. There is an issue where, you know, we should, you know, maybe you think to yourself, hey, maybe I've been closed off. Maybe I've been standoffish with people. Maybe if I just spend time, you don't have to spend the rest of your life with that person. Just, you know, if you're going to devote, like I said, if you're going to devote time to do stupid stuff on social media, you could turn that same energy and time into doing something positive. Mm-hmm. So let us know your thoughts. You know how to reach diva on social media. And if you don't, you should. Shame on you. <laughs> But uh, let us know what you think. And then, you know, we'll catch you on the next podcast.
0: Thank you, everyone, for tuning in.
2: All right, guys, take care.
0: Bye-bye.